0: You are now tuned into The Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 38 of The Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. My name is James Bodden, and today's guest is none other than sales development extraordinaire, Natalie beresh Natalie is someone who is incredibly passionate about doing sales the right way. She is a former SDR at Zipwhip. So at the time of this recording, she was a frontline SDR at Zipwhip. So we talk about her experience there, but this is an awesome chance and exactly why I love doing this podcast to really shine a light on someone like Natalie who is actively looking for her next opportunity. She has so much to give to an organization. She has passion around sales development, sales training, customer success. So as you listen to this episode, think about the fact that Natalie is now a free agent. Natalie is now somebody that you can add to your team and this energy. So really looking forward to the episode. I encourage everybody to listen to the entire thing. But if you don't have the time to listen to the entire thing right now, I'm going to serve up a snack break sales tip from Natalie right now. Take a listen.
1: So aside from my major, like be out there on LinkedIn and have mm-hmm. that, that vulnerability, um, I, I know it's like said every single day, but really be yourself. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I if you mess up, don't be afraid to apologize. If you don't know something, especially in the SDR role, don't make something up (laughs) you know you you like tell be real like i don't know i don't know but let me find out it's a perfect opportunity to follow up to kind of laugh about it um you know i i've had some of my most successful conversations have come out of of me like and you know like oh this is funny you know like like those are because it makes people laugh in in a real Real way, um, so uh, you know that's that's my my big is just be yourself, be real. Um, don't try to be sneaky. Like that's that's mm. one of my biggest pet peeves on calls. Or you know when people, especially you know when you're calling a gatekeeper or something, you try <laughs> to like hide your identity. Be proud of of what you do. Be proud of of what you're selling. Um, be proud of 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 that first. You are you are the face in the SDR role, right? Uh, you're the face of your your company. That's your first touch. This person's first. Experience exposure to your company and your product
0: such a great mindset sales tip from natalie and if you are in a rush got to get back to your desk go for it listen to the rest of the episode when you can because it's a gem and if you're sticking with me let's dive in to episode 38 of the lunch break podcast with natalie Buresh. all right guys so episode 38 of the Lunch Break Podcast. I have Natalie Baresh here. She is somebody that I first came across her content on LinkedIn and immediately identified with it. I always admire and connect with and love when people that are on the front lines of sales choose to kind of put their hat in the ring and start talking about their journey. Natalie has a really interesting journey kind of as a whole and from what I've seen in her content and I'm sure what we'll hear today, she has a very unique perspective on the world of sales and has a passion about it that I think drives her every day. So Natalie, just really excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So look, we can kind of dive right into it. Natalie, how did you make your way into the sales game?
1: Awesome, so I actually started as a music teacher. I uh, used to teach uh, middle school and high school. I did a lot of uh, band, orchestra, music theory, and there's a little bit of a component of selling practicing to kids. <laughs> so uh, so I, I, you know, through fundraising and all of those things, I kind of realized that I had this um, natural ability to connect with people, parents, um, and I ultimately was looking for a little bit more More of a challenge. Um, So I kind of transitioned into the SDR role primarily because um, of how quick it is, especially within the tech space. Um, You know, it's it's a really hard (laughs) position, um, really fast paced, um, and especially within tech, you are utilizing a lot of technology. And so um, knowing all of that and through my research and connecting with people, um, I decided that it was the most transferable of starts, um, especially coming out of education Um, and so uh, that's kind of how I ended up here.
0: Yeah that's super interesting and I've seen, I actually know a few people that started out as teachers or um, that had some sort of job where they were instructing people and having to gain buy-in in -hmm. order to kind of work towards a common goal Mm -hmm. and they've transitioned into sales and 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 really enjoyed it so mm-hmm and it sounds like you kind of immediately recognized that there were these transferable skills mm-hmm. into sales before you got into teaching did you ever think that you would be in sales like did you ever see yourself as a like a natural salesperson
1: so it's funny that you you ask that cuz i um you know i was the top magazine seller <laughs> nice <laughs> cool. okay i did all the girl scout cookies mm-hmm. um so i think i've always had that salesperson component in okay. you know, me, um, I, uh, you know, there's a, an element of of um, drive that comes with being a musician. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's this grit word that's thrown around, and for me, I, I've you know people talk to me about grit all the time, and I just have just seen that as my natural self because um, there's you know just a whole bunch of competition in the music space. So yeah. um, I think I I think I'm just a natural um, salesperson. I think that um, everyone can be a sale in sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you just have to find a product that you're passionate about and you have to be somewhere where, you know, there's that, um, you know, especially within the SDR role, I like to talk and think a lot about um, what's next um, and that helps keep everything in mind because the SDR role is, is, you know, it's more entry level, at least in the way that it's developed out here at ZipWhip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you're in a good place and you're working towards something, then, you know, you can do anything in, in the sales space. So
0: yeah yeah and i think that's why a lot of people end up gravitating towards it because it's something that you can put effort into and you can excel at and excelling at in in sales and especially as an sdr kind of opens doors there's just kind of immediately of things you know and so <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's an interesting thing because i don't know and i i i mean i really don't know uh if in other roles uh, in a company, it's necessarily like that to the extent that it is in sales. And so, mm-hmm. what a great thing that that you kind of recognized. So, when you made the transition from you know teaching, got into your role as an SDR, what were what was like the biggest shock to you about like something you didn't think of that was like on your mind, or 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 what was the biggest transition for you?
1: Oh, excellent question. So so aside from discovering how far behind the world of education is in technology, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. <laughs> that was a shocker. There have, We have so many tools and there are so many different softwares. There are days where I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so aside from that, um, I have really uh, found and what has been um, just an amazing tool for me is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we have this connect here. Yeah. Um but um, that is is has been the best thing for me in my in my career. I am always on the phone with someone during my lunch break, or um, you know, I'm connecting with people on LinkedIn, asking for help and tips and advice and things. And um, that like ultimately I, I owe my success and just where I am today to my network, like a hundred percent. Um, you know, even like aside from the sales aspect of people reaching out and being interested in my product, like aside from that, I've just been able to connect with people and just learn from um from this role, but also in roles that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And um so it kind of goes a little bit into my, you know, my my the next question you're gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but linkedin um and that whole, like what is accessible on LinkedIn groups and, yeah. um, you know, people that has really been, um, mind blowing for me because, um, in addition to marketing myself and marketing my product, um, you just, there like the possibilities of who you can connect with and who you can, um, reach out to. And it's just unlimited. So, um, I, everyone ca- I talk to, especially in who's looking for a career transition or, um, ultimately looking, um, you know, for an SDR position itself. I I, like I tell them all the time like LinkedIn is should be your first and <laughs> last place to start because it's like it gives back over and over. so
0: yeah, I think that that's such a interesting revelation because it's it's something that sits entirely outside of your like job and the company you work at. It's this mm-hmm. entire resource that sits outside of that which means that no matter where you go and no matter what you do, that will be there in some capacity for you it Mm -hmm. may be a little bit different if you go into a different type of role or whatever and you may be talking to different people but Mm -hmm. it that that resource is there and i think back for me if 10 years ago when i started in sales i sold cell phones and Mm -hmm. the only people i knew in sales were the people that i worked with Mm -hmm. or maybe i had a few friends or you know I didn't have any Facebook connections that (laughs) were just my friend on Facebook because we were in sales and we definitely weren't talking about that. And so um, I think about the learning curve and how much that is shortened when you have an opportunity to kind of connect with all these different types of people, but, and I think it speaks to just your outlook and your mindset and why you're successful as an SDR, but, you know, your, your comment of you owe your success to your network. Well, I'd argue that you owe your success to your decision to kind of put yourself into that pool of, of resources, right? I mean, because it's there, it's always there. And there are millions of salespeople that probably aren't using it mm-hmm. to to the extent that they, they should be. Mm-hmm. So you, t- you, you made that decision. Um, and then not only to be a passive observer but then to kind of take that next step and start voicing your thoughts and talking about what it was like and so when did that happen when did that switch happen because for a lot of people they spend years on a place like LinkedIn and maybe they're having conversations with people through the messaging and you know mm-hmm. they're still having that genuine connection but they're not kind of taking that next step and putting that content out so right How did you take that step?
1: Great. I so for me, um, I don't mind being vulnerable. I find that so even in my job search, it, it happened really in my transition. I I spoke with um, his name is Chris, and he used to be at Outreach, and we had a very early conversation on. Um, and he was he gave me the advice to just be myself and to just kind of explore, and that's kind of how it started. And I started to get you know some responses, mostly in messages. People were asking like, what are you looking for? What are you looking to do? And uh, you know the more I posted about my journey, the more people could relate to mm-hmm. me. And so I started to see that um, I wasn't the only one <laughs> out mm-hmm. there trying to yeah. do something. Um, and that kind of fueled my, uh, my uh, you know my journey a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't mind being vulnerable. I think it makes me real, more real as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to um, not just buy from, but people want to engage with people that uh, are real and genuine. And I think that is something, um, like, I, you know, I, I strive to be myself. Um, and I think that that's something that people can connect with and can relate to and appreciate. Uh, and so I try to just to, to you know, market that I guess in myself and, and, you know, make people feel like you don't have to put on this show. So, you know, I'll talk about, um, you know, everyone wants to talk about what they're good at, but <laughs> I'm the first person to, to raise my hand to be like, wow, well, I'm not really good at this. <laughs> and in return, I have had people reach out and have offered help. And, um, you know, my, my weaknesses are now my strengths. And, um, you know, I, I, I really do like, I'm so grateful for my network because, um, you know, everyone is, everyone wants to help. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've just have reaped the benefits of it over and over and over. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think that mindset is really powerful when you realize that, that people's first uh, kind of gut thing is to help out. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you know what, even if you're a super skeptical person and don't want to believe that everybody's doing it altruistically, it feels good doing nice things for other people feels good and yes. imparting your knowledge on somebody who doesn't know what you know yes. is a great way to feed your ego <laughs> if you're so, I mean really and no, so it's, true. it's completely baked into how we operate as humans and so I realized that same thing for so long I was afraid and thought that oh they wouldn't give me the time of day or why would they want to talk to me or this is a dumb question even um you know, internally at my jobs and with managers. And, you know, when you don't do that kind of thing, it creates all these issues for you as a salesperson. Um, And so I finally came around to that after several years of, okay, I need to voice up and and start making sure that um, I know what the heck I'm doing. But when I made that discovery on LinkedIn, it was so, it was like amplified because now Mm -hmm. I can identify somebody who's doing what I want to do or has done what I want to do and Mm -hmm. go, seek advice from them by being humble and vulnerable enough to say hey i don't know how to do this can you help mm-hmm. me out mm-hmm. um and and i think it's a really really powerful thing and, and it all, you know obviously has has its insane benefits as a salesperson especially when you're starting out it's
1: yes, especially
0: so you know when it comes to your role as an SDR Uh, I'm assuming you take that same kind of mindset like, hey, hey, over here, not getting it doesn't work, right? (laughs) Um, Is that something that you feel is like encouraged over there? Is that something that's kind of built into the way you guys are working?
1: Uh, so in terms of LinkedIn, I, like, I am always, you know, promoting LinkedIn usage on the team. And, and, uh, you know, if you go in and Google or LinkedIn, any of the SDRs, you'll see that they're, they're using it more and more. Yeah. And I think that, um, it's really the best way to just put yourself out there. Um, and we do have a couple of steps in our, uh, our sales process that involve LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm still looking for that balance of like how to engage in yeah. I think that that's really tricky because there's so much, like, of people just pushing the sale, I know. Um, which is where it's so important to, like, market yourself as well, um, yeah. because then, you know, people are less like, oh, she's not just after me for a sale, um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I try to, I always, not always, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been, been through the learning curve of, of um, not pushing sales at first, yeah, um, yeah. but I I think uh, you know connecting with um, individuals that I'm like prospecting or or looking to sell to and um, and using LinkedIn more as like a like hey I'm over here I just left you mm-hmm. twenty voicemails <laughs> you know here's what I look like and sort of thing and um, you know using tools like Vidyard to send videos and and to take that more personalization touch to uh, to it but yep. not so like sales um, is kind of where I'm looking for still looking for the balance but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard when, uh, you know, LinkedIn, uh, you know, they're the in mails and things like, uh, they're almost sometimes I think abuse. So just finding mm-hmm. a way to like cut through the noise is, yeah. is I'm s- still looking for the balance. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, you made a great point. Sometimes maybe the way to do social selling is just by having a personal brand.
1: Mm-hmm. I think and,
0: so. Um, because I've, re- I, I've in several jobs I've sat down and said, you know, they've seen my activity on LinkedIn. And then I've been kind of asked to like formally implement it in some sort of cadence or mm-hmm. some sort of sales mm-hmm. sequence. And it never works, yeah. it never works because it doesn't work like that.
1: Right, it's not authentic. Almost. Yeah, and yes. it's not
0: this kind of thing, doing it the right way, like real social selling is, is mm-hmm. isn't static, it's not one day, four days, and I think the issue is that it gets abused, and the in-mails are flying, and people are setting up these sequences, mm-hmm. and they're working enough to allow people to think it's okay to keep doing it and burning, right. you know, eighty percent of a list, and then hoping okay. that that two percent books a meeting with you. So, you know, there there is that kind of stigma and that all that noise, and so when you're able to start essentially doing what you're doing, just documenting your journey, being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. talking about what you're learning about, or talking about a challenge and seeking help, or just, you know, kind of venting, even. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all of that goes towards making you more human. Mm -hmm. You know, if the prospect that you're targeting decides to look, they're going to say, oh, okay, well, you know, it's not a robocall, or it's not somebody (laughs) that doesn't care um, and 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 that can be a pretty powerful thing to to kind of break down some of those barriers that exist when you're doing cold outreach. Um, you 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 mentioned you know using things like Figured, um, and so being that this is your f- first sales job, um,
1: aside for the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> oh, oh well,
0: but see, okay, so great point. The Girl Scout cookie job, was that, how many channels were you working? The door-to-door?
1: Oh, door-to-door, yeah. Okay, All <laughs> Well, right. and then, you know, your parents also take in the papers, right?
0: <laughs> okay, so so that's door-to-door, and then maybe a little B2B or b 2 C. you know, if they take it to work. Um, so you were doing multi-channel prospecting there, okay. Oh, ultimately,
1: yeah. yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, um, I so I was thinking about, Um, When I started in uh, inside sales, it was pretty much you're either on the phone all the time or you're sending emails all the time. Maybe you're doing a little bit of both. But now, because it's so noisy and there's so many SDRs, (laughs) we're having to be creative. So how have you, uh, was leveraging something like Vidyard and being multi-channel in your approach Something that you identified early on. It's like, I kind of have to do this in order to break through the noise. Interesting. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So I. Uh- kind of, um, I came to this point, uh, probably a couple of months ago, where I I was like, wow, I am weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The sales game will do that to you. (laughs) You'll have those kind of revelations every now and then.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, and it was, it was almost, um, it was actually like, I took a huge dip in my performance for a moment, um, because I, I didn't know how to capitalize on my weirdness, Um, and um, so using tools like like Vidyard and, um, you know, LinkedIn, um, and, you know, even sending, like, a, like the space that I call into is staffing and recruiting, and so sending, like, a, a ghosted email, um, mm-hmm. you know, finding, like, ways to uh, be funny or to be my authentic self, as they say, um, yeah. that, that was like a game changer. I for so long, I, I you know, I taught I taught middle school, so I can top anyone in the weird in the weirdness. <laughs> And I, you know, um, using props um, and just being like ridiculous and uh, like people, they want, they don't want to talk with someone who's perfect, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I don't mind having little elements of, uh, you know, where, um, where I mess up in my pitch, like I'll laugh huh? at myself. I'll be the first person to be like, all right, well, let's start over. <laughs> and I think people respond to that um, because I'm not trying to be something one I'm not and yeah. uh, you know I uh, I really like I preach day in and out like just like be yourself and you mm-hmm. know uh, you know um, I talk to a lot of people who who will add in like y- you know like add in like laughs here and there but it's <laughs> like ultimately if it's not real then people will know you know <laughs> like Like fake laughs and things. So um I yeah, yeah. So I I just um yeah, that that was like my biggest moment, my like turning point was just like how to capitalize on on who I was as an individual. So
0: Yeah, yeah, and realizing that that there were these other avenues that you could reach prospects in and and lean and be able to lean into your strengths essentially, or lean into your weirdness. I love that. Um (laughs) I think that's very important because most salespeople or a lot of salespeople that get into sales you know, for the first time assume this weird identity. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're their normal selves when they're talking. <laughs> And then they put the headset on and it's, I saw a post about this on LinkedIn earlier and I don't know who it was from, so I can't give them credit. I can't remember. But basically it was like, they start using things like circle back, yes. and, and, you know,
1: hard stop
0: and, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. all of those silly things.
1: Or even the, the the pitch of your voice will change. Like I yeah. will I have found it myself too. I'll be having a conversation with someone and then I'm hello, this is <laughs> Natalie Brescott, you know, like <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's a real thing and it happens uh to everyone and,
1: and yes. it's
0: it's needed. You need you know, you need to shift your energy and mm-hmm. uh meet the other person's energy. So all of that is needed, but it it, it sometimes defaults when you're first starting out or maybe not even if you're first starting out maybe that's just the way you've always done it but it defaults to this weird kind of either really rigid or super formal and I think the sooner that you realize hey um, me kind of just being super honest and Mm -hmm. super real about the situation here um, one of the things that I love telling new salespeople is there is no reason for you to lie about anything or try and beat around the bush. If somebody asks you if this is a cold call, you say, it sure is. We've yes. never spoken before. <laughs> and I'm calling you out of the blue on a Monday afternoon. Yeah. And here's the reason that I'm calling. Yes. It may not, And it may not even be relevant.
1: Yes. About that? <laughs> yes. You know? Yep. Yep. That's and the best. Yes. People respond to that.
0: Yeah. That immediately breaks that tension wall down. I mean, who the heck is going to hear that and say... <laughs> wow, this guy is just really putting it out all on, you know, and this, you know, this, 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 this girl is able to, to realize like almost the absurdity of what we're doing all day. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you uh, find success when you can lean into that kind of stuff. So I love hearing that, that you've identified that. And I think it's something that folks like Gary Vee and mm-hmm. these, these thought leaders talk about all the time. It's identifying and leaning into your strengths.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. why (laughs) yeah
0: team Team awkward you know and and um I I I I love the content I see on LinkedIn from folks like Josh Braun and obviously your stuff that it comes through about just being genuine and authentic and maybe even a little bit self-deprecating and humorous (laughs) just to kind of break the ice because, and, and you know, it's funny. I saw a post of yours where, you know, you got a response from somebody that literally thanked you for cold calling them.
1: Yes. Yes. That is
0: ridiculous. Natalie.
1: <laughs> oh, it made my day. I, I like half attempted cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yeah geez. those are that's
1: what I like I uh, that's where my weirdness comes in mm-hmm. is um, you know those continued relationships is just something like you know because ultimately in that a customer today could be one someone tomorrow or someone that just can offer you advice or you know just is their a person yeah. <laughs> you just don't know mm-hmm. um, like what kind of relationship can develop past that and um, I that's you know fine you don't want to be a customer but like you know at least let's connect on LinkedIn and you can Mm see my (laughs) weirdness. It's authentically weird. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I'm for real weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. And and it, it speaks to, and in your post you, you put, you know, being an SDR is tough. So there, there are ups and there are downs and it's not always pretty and we can sit Mm -hmm. here and talk and laugh about it. But some days it's really kind of, really bad and crappy and, and you can start to feel really anxious or, you know, somebody gets super mad that you interrupted their day. And Mm -hmm. for, I can imagine for as much, um, thought that you put into what you're doing and as much as you're investing in the energy that you're kind of putting forth when you're doing this to be met with a negative Mm -hmm. response can take a toll.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: You know, kudos to you for, for, not only doing your job well enough to, to have somebody thank you for cold calling, them, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And then, um, to, to take the time to notice it mm-hmm. and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And that is going to serve anybody well mm-hmm. in anything they're doing for the rest of their life. And that's why I think the SDR role is so unique because it, teaches you some of these lessons. I know that I wasn't really focused on these types of things before. And then you start to realize mm-hmm. the value of things and, and it teaches you skills that are transferable. And, and that's why I think for many reasons, the SDR role is an entry-level role. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that at all, by no, the way. it's,
1: it's not entry-level um, by any means.
0: <laughs> no, and, and I'm hoping that over time, it becomes something that's viewed as sure. It it could be an entry level role and and we've been doing it that way for a long time. So we have all the training and onboarding in place to do that, Mm -hmm. but it's also, we're also going to make it feasible and desirable for folks that just really love doing the work and Mm -hmm. would love to continue to sit at the front of a sales cycle and generate these relationships and send goofy Mm -hmm. videos and, and, (laughs) really really uh kind of take that on and and mm-hmm. i i'm starting to see it um i've been fortunate enough to come across companies that are doing it now and it, and i think it's wonderful but really no matter what you do you're you're going to carry these lessons with you mm-hmm. forever no matter if you go into an account executive role or or marketing or however it ends up um so for you what 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 do you kind of see yourself wanting to do are there what what other avenues are you interested in
1: so i am really excited about moving more into a customer facing uh position i yep. love so here our, our process is when we call in when we cold call we um we try to set a meeting for ourselves mm-hmm. um, and that's the uh, qualification call nice. and that's my favorite. I mean, I, I love the cold calling part. You know, I, I enjoy the awkwardness of it. Um, <laughs> but I, I ultimately really like researching companies and my, you know, your cold calls are or not, your, sorry, your discovery calls are supposed to be, uh, 10, 15 minutes. And oh my gosh, mine are always at least double. <laughs> 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 and I just enjoy conversing with, with someone else, you know, what mm-hmm. do you, what do you do? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I used to be a teacher. Like, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love um, it. I, I, yeah, I, I love, um, you know, I call into the staffing and recruiting space and, you know, they recruit in all different industries. And so tell me about that. Like, I love those calls. Um, and so I'm, I'm really looking for uh, a customer success manager position yeah. where I can continue to build um, rapport with people, develop those long-term relationships relationships um, I am really excited um, about the the deeper dive into the business and mm-hmm. and helping you know find out like a, a better way to utilize you know my product and yeah. um, finding other other ways to connect it and find more value as they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. Um, that, that's ultimately what I, what I want to move into, and I'm I'm like over the moon about it because I just think that you know aligned with my background and education and yeah you know, my newfound success as a salesperson I, I think that, yeah <laughs> I think that's that's um, going to be the best way to to utilize my skills so that's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so awesome that you you've been able to go through this journey and while it's not always been easy and you've you've had weaknesses that you've had to work on and get better at and 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 that takes time and that takes effort and and it's not something that just kind of happens overnight um it's it's a decision that you make that all of that work can lead to something that's really kind of like oh wow this is really kind of hitting on all cylinders right and Mm -hmm. um and I love that you're able to kind of get a taste of it when you're as an SDR, I love that model of mm-hmm. of SDRs setting meetings for themselves to have that first qualifying meeting because it mm-hmm. it gives you an opportunity to say, "Oh, wow, I really like this. I'd like to move on uh, into an AE role because I want to be a part of that next call and and whatever happens after that." Or for you, you know, like I, oh, this would be great. I'd love to be able to you know work with these folks afterwards and and help them get the most out of it. So I think that's um, just another amazing benefit of of the SDR role. But to be honest with you, Natalie, not everybody gets this out of it. True. Right? Not everybody mm-hmm. um can can come in and, and make a complete career transition and, and have this these types of results because they're not going to make the decision to kind of go all in on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and I, I think that's where actually, um, finding the right opportunity comes in. So mm-hmm. I was very fortunate with, um, with my managers, they've given me the autonomy to, uh, be myself throughout my role. You know, I've, yeah. I've gotten to help a little bit of onboarding. I've gotten to do some social selling. Oh, I'm wow. working. Yeah. I've, you know, I'm working on um, a blog post right now for zip Whip. you know, so I, I've had like different ways to, um, you know, feel like that I I'm fully utilized and I yeah. think, um, you know, being like upfront about what you're looking to accomplish in those early interviews. You know, especially for people that are coming from other careers, um, like finding the right place, finding the right product and the right company to give you the autonomy to to you know find your right avenue. That's where the success comes in. Because if I couldn't do those things, I think I'd probably have been over <laughs> all yeah. of this a long time ago. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so. that's a
0: great point. Wow, what a great observation, I mean, and and insight for, for, for the individual contributor that's sitting in the SDR seat. And then, you know, hello, sales leadership, you got to do this kind of stuff, because if you don't,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, you lose people. Yeah, you lose people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everyone has so many like different like talents and things like we have, uh, you know, on our team, like there's been people they've just come into themselves by having additional opportunities. Mm
0: -hmm. And, you know,
1: you kind of have to be a hand raiser in a sense to like want to take on, you know, responsibilities outside of your role, because, you know, the SDR role is, is, it's a 24 (laughs) seven position. But if you're looking for a career, you know, taking on additional things really helps, um, you know, make the role, like, I guess more of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, again, comes down to your decision, right? It's Mm -hmm. not going to come to you. You -hmm. could show up every day and make your dials and send your emails and go home and call it a day and not get anything more out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, but it's a decision you're making. And and so I think it's very important that, um, you know, folks realize that it's all out there. Mm -hmm. You just kind of have to make the decision to, to, um, go there and, and, and take advantage of it. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking at the clock here. So Mm -hmm. as we're winding down, I want to make sure that, uh, we get a sales tip from you that Mm -hmm. sales folks can go back to their desk after they're done listening to the podcast and use. So what do you got for us?
1: So aside from my major, like be out there on LinkedIn and have Mm -hmm. that, that vulnerability, um, I I know it's like said every single day, but really be yourself. Uh, You know, if you mess up, don't be afraid to apologize. If you don't know something, especially in the SDR role, don't make something up, <laughs> you know, you, you like tell, be real. Like, I don't know. I don't know, but let me find out. It's a perfect opportunity to follow up, to kind of laugh about it. Um, you know, I, I've had some of my most successful conversations have come out of, of me like, blah, 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 and you know, like, Oh, this is funny. You know, like, like those are because it makes people laugh in, in a real real way. Um, so uh, you know that's that's my my big is just be yourself, be real. Um, don't try to be sneaky. Like that's that's mm. one of my biggest pet peeves on calls are, you know, when people, especially, you know, when you're calling a gatekeeper or something, you try <laughs> to like hide your identity. Be proud of of what you do. Be proud of of what you're selling. Um, mm-hmm. Be proud of 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 that first, you are, you are the face in the SDR role, right? Uh, you're the face of your your company. That's your first touch. This person's first experience exposure to your company and your product like don't you know have that hi this is Natalie like be like big be yourself and and um yeah I I know it's said really really every day but I really think that uh, you know everyone's you know unique to themselves and if you can find a way to break through that that awkwardness in Mm -hmm. your first touch um people will respond better to it. And having, uh, so we do, um, we have mirrors um, and that really helps um, a lot because you're, you know, you're kind of looking at yourself and like, oh man, but you know, (laughs) like ultimately it feels like you're conversing um, with someone else. That's
0: very interesting. That's really cool. So yeah, you can, in, in, in order to kind of spur that Habit of being in that mindset. That's a really cool idea to have a, a mirror on your desk.
1: Yeah, one of my colleagues actually passed them out for everyone. So it's it oh, super it nice interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, I yeah. Mean,
0: because it 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 reinforces your your tip there of of you have to uh, really kind of dial in and 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 know that um, that opportunity to have that conversation with somebody is maybe the only opportunity you're going to get. So mm-hmm. you have to be open, honest, straightforward. Um, and and the more that you can be that, and the more that you can be yourself, the better success you'll see. And and mm-hmm. you've seen it. I've seen it. Anybody that's ever done it knows that it's the truth. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Um, and so need to ask you the same question that I ask everybody <laughs> that comes on the lunch break podcast Natalie, what is your favorite place to eat lunch?
1: Oh my gosh. So this is actually the hardest question that I was preparing for. (laughs) It usually is. is. I I really have spent all week thinking about it. Um, So I'm a Big breakfast person. Nice. I love. There's the most amazing bagel place that's just up the street from us. And so even if it's you know uh, like you know sometimes I lunch at 10:30, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just to take a quick walk and just grab a bagel to go, um, that is that's my place. So Blazing Bagels. They nice. do uh, my preferred bagel is an egg bagel with uh, plain cream cheese. So I was I'm as bland as they come, <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: But, that's fine, you know what you like.
1: Personality makes up for the rest of it, <laughs> but but yeah, I know. I like anything breakfast, that's okay, my, uh, my favorite. So I
0: love it, I love it. So that is a first that, uh, and and you know what, completely real because there are some days where you just you know, you need a little bit, you might need some cereal for lunch, or you might need, <laughs> yes. you know, a bagel. Yeah. You know, and it's a real thing, and you just need to kind of scratch that itch. That's yeah, and bagel that's a-
1: people are the heaviest people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like naturally morning people. So walking yep. into a bagel shop, there's just something that just resets my <laughs> mood. <laughs>
0: after a, after maybe what, what what may have been a rough morning or cold <laughs> calls. Yeah.
1: Grab a exactly and find some <laughs>
0: sanity natalie th- th- this has been an awesome episode and and thank i have you, to James. thank you for coming on and and really uh wow it, Anybody that's listening from a sales leader to an SDR can can find some some great things to take from this. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on no, the show. Thank
1: you. I'm appreciative. Thanks for having me. This is like my first like podcast thing and so right. I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, and so um, I would assume that now that you've departed all this knowledge on on folks here, they're going to want to know how to connect with you and keep in touch with you. So how mm-hmm. how how can people do that?
1: So LinkedIn is is my number one. I respond faster to LinkedIn messages than text messages. Uh, don't tell my company. <laughs> um, but you can also find me at Nataliebrush at me.com. Um, and I, you know, am slow in responding to emails, but so first LinkedIn, but ultimately you can also email me as well.
0: I love it. Well, Natalie, thanks again for coming on the show. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of the lunch break podcast. Speak to you guys soon. (laughs)